Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time now for Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. Brought to you by your good friends at Guadney, Buick GMC in North Little Rock. For the latest happenings from the Arkansas Outdoors, here are your hosts, Ray Tucker and Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome to Rick Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. I'm not sure what that music is. That may be our music, but anyway. Got guests walking in the door as we start, so. Ben Batten's our guest, Chief of Fisheries for Arkansas Game and Fish. Brian Hendricks, fresh out of the turkey woods today. Leslie Cooper, just roll into the studio here. She's fresh out of the butterfly woods. She's out of the butterfly woods. And so we're going to talk about a, a number of things tonight, and we'll start off with Ben Batten a little bit. Talking, uh, uh, let's talk about your job and what it entails with, with the fisheries. Yeah, great. Hey, first of all, good evening, and thanks for having me on tonight. Again, Ben Batten, I'm chief of fisheries. So uh, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission employs 95 folks to work on aquatic resources in the state of Arkansas. And, you know, you might think of bass and trout and, and that, uh, but... We cover all those things, plus another couple hundred species that people don't fish for and you don't think about as often. And uh, on top of that, amphibians, reptiles, mussels, crayfish, aquatic insects. We cover it all. And uh, 95 people and about $6 million bucks in, in uh, maintenance operation budget to do it every year. And uh, I think, uh, honestly, uh, for, for the resources we have, we, we do a pretty good job. You've been doing this how long, Ben? I have been with Game of Fish for 13 years, and I've moved up about every three or four years, and, and I've been doing this job for coming on four. For what you guys and ladies do with the limited resources you have is really miraculous to me, and you just kind of touched on it a little bit. But let's hit a couple of highlights. Uh, recently, Lake Poinsett renovation just was completed, and that was a huge deal. Yeah, it sure was, Brian. That was a $3.5 million renovation project. It's the biggest that we've done here in the state. It won't be the biggest we ever do. I already know that. But uh, it was big. Had had two things going on. The, the, the water tower, the drawdown tower that allowed us to relieve water when we needed to was failing. The pipe going out of it and out of the dam was failing. And then uh, it's interesting up there. That one sits up on Crowley's Ridge. And for those that don't know your geology, Crowley's Ridge is a bunch of glacial melt that came down. And it's a, it's a certain type of soil called Luss. And it, it uh, is really bad about eroding and it erodes straight up and down. So you had a lot of the banks around Lake Poinsett would just be an eight or 10 foot straight down drop. And so, you know, uh, used to be able to go walk around the lake and fish and, and now you just uh, have, have these terrible banks. So we were able to get in and, and do a, um, about a mile and a half of bank restoration, totally replaced all the drawdown tower and the hardware on the dam. And uh, it's back full again. It's got uh, fish in it. It'll have, uh, it's got brim and forage and catfish in it. It's gonna get bass here in probably a couple months and crappie this fall, and uh, it'll be fishing great in a couple of years. There's a kind of a cycle, a, a sociological cycle that happens with these things where people have a thing, and then they don't have it. The lake gets drained. It gets renovated. They get very upset about it because the resource is gone. And then when it comes back and they see how the improvements and what the potential is, 
Um, Absolutely, Brian. I mean, it, every time I know we're going to go into a, a lake renovation, I know we're going to have an uphill battle. And that's just how it is. Nobody that lives on a lake wants to see that water gone, you know, of course. And uh, But here's the nice thing. So, for, first of all, you know, every 50 to 60 years, you have to do this. Just concrete has a lifespan, steel, you know, all the materials we use, nothing is forever. So we have to redo these things. And uh, But the nice thing about it is, Reservoirs, just the way they function, they collect sediment over time. Nutrients tend to get taken out of them, and so they don't get better. They don't age well, kind of like, you know, I'm not getting any faster or stronger than I was. Hey, you look uh, better than you did 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so the nice thing is when we hit a reset button on this, all that uh, vegetation grows up in the lake. The soil firms back up, and we get we know for 10, 15, 20 years you are going to have bang up fishing. And so I think we're going to be catching great crappie and bass there in points at no time. And a couple of years, you said. Yeah, I think a couple of years say till. I mean, you probably catch brim this summer that are catchable. We do put some catchable channel cats. I mean, to get a bass to something somebody really wants to catch, like say a 15 incher, that's going to be two and a half to three years. Uh, and crappie with good conditions, a couple of years, you can get a 10, 10 or 11 inch crappie. One of the questions that comes up, and it has for a while, is, you know, Lake Conway is under a lot of pressure from development around there. And you got that upper end that's starting to silt in and, and, and it's not as deep and is not as productive. Is there anything that can be done with that to restore water quality and fishing quality there? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Folks always just get in there and dredge it. And, and people just don't understand it. You know, to try and dredge acres and acres of land would just be, I mean, millions and millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, all of these structures and things, when they were engineered in 1950 or whatever it may have been, uh, they didn't know Conway was going to grow at the rate it did. And, and we're seeing it one of the worst you've heard, Brian, about Elmdale up in northwest mm -hmm. Arkansas. I mean, you know, at the time it was dammed, probably about 10 or 15 percent of the watershed was hard surfaced. And now it's probably like 75, 80 percent, you know. And so those changes change the way water and things move. And, and so it's just a case by case basis. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say. Uh, there may be some ways to restore some flow in there that might move some things around. Um, or, or we might just have to, to decide that some part of it, you know, we're, we're, is, is going to just be shallow. Okay. More duck habitat than fishing habitat. And, you know, another big project that was completed within the last couple of years was the, uh, the Jim Hinkle Spring River Trout Hatchery, which... Is a, is a huge deal to anybody that fishes for trout. Not finished, actually. We just started it in September, and we anticipate about another year from right now to be done. Huge project. Um, there's, uh, I think it's about 40 main silos that they grow trout in, and those are all, I've seen pictures recently in drone footage, they're ripped out, they're gone. Uh, we're going to go put in some more efficient ones, and we uh, are really excited. We think we're going to be able to grow trout quicker and uh, and potentially bigger fish. So. And Lots of big projects to do. And that's just, you know, the age of things. A lot of things that we own are 40, 50, 60 years old. It's just time. And, you know, one of the things that doesn't didn't figure into fisheries management 40 and 50 years ago are, you know, the the like you mentioned earlier, the, the non-game things that you have endangered and threatened situations going on with. So it's like fisheries management now is almost like a holistic system management rather than species management. Yeah, definitely. I mean, things have just changed over time and focus. Uh, 50, 60 years ago, it was how many fish. It didn't matter where they came from, how, how many opportunities for people to catch fish, native, not whatever. Uh, just, you know, 
opportunity to catch fish what it was all about and we're definitely moving forward to today i mean something i'm sure is on folks radar but this recovering america's wildlife uh act is uh looking pretty promising and, and would bring a lot of money that is focused not on the game species now some of the work we will do will naturally uh, help them out as well, but uh, we'll be able to focus some more work. And and that's the mission of the Game and Fish. People don't always remember, but it's not just ducks, deer, and turkey. It's every single critter in Arkansas. We're here, you know, we have the the um, uh, charge of, of taking care of. And, you know, there are a lot of fishermen in this state and a lot of diverse interests and a lot of competing interests a lot of, a lot of times. And your staff and you at the top of that staff really have to... Uh, I'm amazed at how adept uh, your people are and you are at managing that as opposed to how it was 20 and 30 years ago. Yeah, I appreciate that, Brian. Uh, natural resource management is way more challenging than people think. You just, you know, everyone that fishes, say, particularly for one species, thinks that's the only thing that we should be worried mm-hmm. about. But, you know, we have 3 million Arkansans. We have about... Uh, about 380,000 that'll buy a fishing license each year, and that's that many people. We have to try to all keep a balance, uh, you know, to try to keep happy and and keep the ecosystem healthy at the same time. And, uh, you know, you can tell the way, like, the, the public meetings go, and there aren't too many of those anymore, but when they are, the way those are managed and the way the, uh, the, the, the discourse goes back and forth, a lot less adversarial than it used to be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we're trying to do a better job communicating what fisheries management is, what we do, uh, you know, and why we do it. And that's not always been easy. But the whole field is focusing more on people than it was in the past. And I think that's a great thing. All right. We're coming up on our first break here. Uh, do, no, I don't want folks to know this. Uh, you know, being, being the reporter you are, and sometimes when you get in a conversation like that and start going deep, I, I, I let you run with it. It's one like I just disappeared here. All right. <laughs> we'll take a break here on Ray Turkers, Arkansas Outdoors. Back in a moment. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters, too. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Make the switch today to Triple S Alarm and have your security monitored by Arkansans right here in Arkansas. Go to store.tripleesalarm.com. That's store.triplees spelled out alarm.com. If you need help selecting the package that would best suit your needs, give us a call. We are here to help you. Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas. Triple S Alarm. 
just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump. Gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters too. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters too. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Welcome back to Rick Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. I, I guess in studio, Ben Batten, Chief of Fisheries for Arkansas Game and Fish. And obviously we're talking about fishing and, and different things here tonight. Um, Let's talk about some of the lakes, uh, and lakes go in cycles, and we, we've talk, you talked a little bit about that earlier. I want to say, the first time we had, had a show, maybe the first week we were on, and you might have been on Ben, with us, and somebody brought up Lake Monticello, and, uh, and people started wanting to bash and do, do this and whatever. So uh, let's talk about Greer's Ferry and, and the shape it's in right now. Yeah, so uh, Greer's back about 2014 uh, really hit a crash point. We, we'd had... Uh, a few low water years. So basically on the big lakes, the Washita, Bull Shoals, Greer's Ferry, the big core lakes, those are flood management lakes, right? So when you have a really high water spring and then goes into the early summer, and, and you got to think about the water's way up in the trees and things, you get a lot of good survival on your basher crops. So you get a lake full of fish, which is a great thing. The problem is if you have a few of those in a row, you got a lake full of fish. Then you have a few low water years in a row and bad spawns of shad and things like that. Uh, all of a sudden you don't have enough food and you got too many mouths to feed. And we hit that spot in 2014 with Greer's Ferry. It's one of the worst crashes in kind of recent times. 
And so at that moment, we decided we're not going to stock one more predator fish, and we're just going to really, really lay into the forage, and we stock shad and stock shad. And it's really coming around. The exciting thing, smallmouth bass are doing really well there. I'm seeing better tournament weights, and I'm seeing a lot of smallmouth weight uh, up there and just some better fish that look healthier. So it took six, seven years to kind of come back around. Here, here's the thing I tell people. In natural resource, only bad things happen quickly. Right. Good things take a long time, but bad things can, can go really quick. When uh, Greer's Fair is a good example of, of the question I've got is, are we seeing it gradually transition into a smallmouth lake and largemouth transitioning out? You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, it's such a big lake, and with all the, the arms and things, there's there's habitat for all of them. I mean, it's definitely still would be largemouth dominated. Uh, it's just sm smallmouth were such a small percentage before, and now they're showing up. Uh, they're... Uh, I don't see any threat that they're going to take over for largemouth, but it's clearly getting better for them. So what size smallmouth do you, you have on Grouse Ferry? I mean, I think a, co you know, a, a common fish is going to be about a pound and a half, uh, but you could catch a four-pounder there mm -hmm. for a really good one. I mean, I'm sure there's bigger fish than that, but uh, in a tournament, if I saw a four-pounder, I'd be pretty excited about it. And, uh, you know, another situation that was unique was bull shoals with minimum flow raising the the, the shoreline there. That caused a, a double-decker benefit. Yeah, that's right. And and up there, uh, you know, Bull Shoals is is probably one of the most up-and-coming, or uh, not up-and-coming, it's been good for a little while, but it's it's one of the best. Like, it's just about as good as it can get right now. Full of fish. And again, about the last 10 years, something like six of them have been top high-water years in 50 years. Mm -hmm. So you don't expect that statistically. Something, you know, is going on there. But again, these high-water years were just full of fish and and it's just it's really humming along if you would run down some of our area lakes and 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 the, and the level since we've had so much rain you and i were talking off air a moment ago i saw a graphic where like 56 percent of the united states is in a, in a pretty serious drought right now starting about a middle middle of texas all the way to the west coast yeah so yeah we're right, lucky yeah we are we are definitely in the <laughs> west they're facing, you know, relatively unprecedented droughts before. I mean, some of the we were talking about Lake Powell uh, is at the lowest level it's ever been. They're having to do uh, some some really interesting things just to even keep water generating. Five million people get their electricity off that lake and it's so low they almost can't generate lowest it's wow. ever been since impoundment. Now, instead here, uh, you know, we're getting slightly more rainfall than average. But the interesting thing is. We're getting our rain in uh, more more uh, heavier storms. And, I mean, we can all see it, you know. I see places flash flood all the time, you know, around town here and out and about that didn't used to. We just less small rains and more heavy, heavy, heavy rains. And, and that makes a difference, too, on, you know, just how, how the water uh, performs in a lake and things like that. Right now, though, right back to your question around here, most of our lakes are relatively normal to slightly above. Um, nothing nothing crazy high right now, uh, but definitely nothing low uh, for sure. So, so I was, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of what I was fishing for there was you, you have the lakes with the dams that feed the, the White River and, and the Little Red River. Uh, are we going to see where, you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, you ask about, do you see it on the trout side yeah. on the way down? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, some of the same principles happen. It's twofold. The high water can be a burden in, in the tailwaters because that means they're running a lot more water through. And you got to think about a trout, uh, depending on how much flow it is, that's like being on a treadmill. You know, you've got to constantly fight, try to stay behind something or whatever. 
Um, and, you know, if you're a fish, what you want to do is sit still as much as you can and eat as much food as you can. So so it's it's good and bad. You get more productive water and, there, you know, so there's, there's more opportunity for uh, bait fish and more growth. But on the other side, because of all the fast water, you're, you're kind of you're on a treadmill. So, you know, it can go either way. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking at uh, is it Southwest Power that generates on, on the Little Red, and you, you have the droughts out west, uh, and they they get power from there. And so, are we going to see see a lot of water being released? You think? You know, so little of that water. So I can't even begin to try to explain the complexity on here <laughs> and, and what we're doing of how that works, but. I will say there's levels on the lake and between certain levels uh, of, you know, uh, conservation pool and regular pool and then flood pool, Southwest gets to choose during certain portions. But like once it gets up to flood pool, the Army Corps got their hands on it. So you might see a little, but they only have control of kind of the middle area anyway. So I don't see a big change there likely. All right. We're visiting with Ben Batten, Chief of Fisheries for Arkansas Game of Fish. Leslie Cooper's in the butter, what we call her. The butterfly lady—that's an affectionate term—and we will uh, we will change uh, change topics when we come back. Back in a moment. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Sterling from Center Ridge, here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Nate Conway, Nate Marmel, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Nate's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it, grab it, and go. It's Double B's. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four 
Phillips with purchase. It's Gas Busters too. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters too. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuhatsu outboard motor from Arch Marina North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuhatsu Motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four Phillips with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Welcome back to Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural Ray Tucker along with Brian Hendricks. Ben Batten from Arkansas Game and Fishes was with us. Leslie Cooper. Uh, we refer to her as the Butterfly Lady, and we're going to, first of all, uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, you, you said you thought somebody canceled. We, we had a visit yesterday. You rushed in. You were up in Fayetteville today uh, do, doing different things. And so, anyway, always would like to have you here. And uh, we, we're in the midst of spring. And uh, you, the things you love to talk about, this is the hot time of the year for you, girl. It is. And thank you so much, y'all, for having me. It's always a joy being on the show. And even better when I get to talk about butterflies and bees. So I think we need to amend my title. But, um, you, you know. Got a, you got a bee under your bonnet tonight. But, but see, I know. See, I made them say, on drive time, I said you were talking about the birds and the bees. And it's butterflies and the bees. So I, I stand corrected here already. <laughs> I know. That's what we always joke. You know, I work for Quill forever. So that's sometimes the title of my presentations. I teach people about the birds and the bees. No, not that kind. But it's very fun. Um, we're gearing up for Pollinator Month, which is in June. Um, so there's going to be a lot of events that will be posted on the Ar uh, the Quill Forever in Arkansas Facebook page. Um, the first one that's going to be closest for those in central Arkansas will be at Camp Robinson. It's going to be a free event, but there's a couple cool options that you can uh, you know pay into. But we won't get into that. You can see the event page for details, and that should be up later this week. But it'll be at Camp Robinson the first First Saturday in June, so I believe that is June fourth. When uh, you get to talking about things to plant and things, to, uh, you know, ways to attract pollinators to your to your properties and your gardens, and you know, Arkansas has got so many things. We've got we've got backyard gardens, we've got landscaping gardens. What can 
What can people do like in town to do some good? Two words. Plant native. All right. You need to plant Arkansas native plants if you want to take care of our native pollinators because they co-evolved with these species. So, you know, certain bees are specialists. They're picky eaters. They only forage on either, you know, a single species or members of a certain um, genus of plants. And same with butterflies. You know, we have host plants. So we call them specialists because like the monarch butterfly, those caterpillars only eat milkweed. And we really encourage people to plant Arkansas native species of milkweed. Did you know that there are 21 native species of milkweed in the state? I personally have collected 11. I am uh, pretty excited about that. Um, But really, when you're thinking about planting, we'll just say monarchs because they're really popular. Everyone loves them. Everyone has a great story about monarchs. We want to make sure that we maximize diversity in either our gardens or pocket prairies or habitat restorations on larger properties. So we want to make sure that we pay particular attention to including native species that bloom early in the spring when we see monarchs migrating right now. Uh, The summer species are easy because they're the showy ones. They're the ones that everyone recognizes. That's what you think when you see like here prairie plants or woodland species. And then we really need to pay attention to the fall uh, blooming species so that we can literally fuel the monarch migration as they begin their trek back to Mexico in the fall. And for everyone listening, so... Everyone thinks that goldenrod is what causes your fall allergies. It's really ragweed. So goldenrod gets a bad rap, but it's the ragweed um, that is less showy that uh, causes everyone to sneeze. So is there is it like ducks almost where you concentrate on certain migration routes for, for monarchs or is it a nationwide uh, initiative? Kind of. So, I mean, I'm not as familiar with with ducks and their flyway. I I do enjoy their beer. But um, they uh, so the monarch flyway, it's really all of Arkansas. And that's why we have the statewide conservation plan. It's the Arkansas Monarch and Pollinator Conservation Plan. You can see it on our website, ArkansasMonarchs.org. But I won't get into that. Basically, all of Arkansas is important. We are in the flyway. And the monarchs that we see here are actually a part of the eastern population of monarch butterflies. I know in the news you see probably a lot of doom and gloom about monarchs, and sometimes it's confusing eastern population, western population. I'll make it easy. West of the Rockies are the butterflies that we see here. East of the Rockies, excuse me, west of the Rockies are the butterflies that overwinter in California. So they did have a really good year this last year. You know, they were down at the threshold of quasi-extinction. Their population dropped like 99.9% in the last like five years, and they rebounded. I would like to think that it's due to the habitat. Uh, work that we've been concentrating on at a national scale. But here in Arkansas, we're really dedicated to working with partners to do large-scale landscape restoration. And the great thing is, is when I say monarch and pollinator habitat, I want you to think that's quail habitat, that's turkey habitat, that's deer habitat. We are doing, you know, great work at restoring native plants and native ecosystems that were historically on the landscape. Why should people care about this? It is so important. I mean, one in every three bites of food um, is due to pollinators. And I know that butterflies are the pretty ones and they get all the attention. But there's six main groups of invertebrate pollinators, you know, obviously bats and uh, hummingbirds and other uh, birds 
our you know vertebrate pollinators but for our um, six main groups of invertebrate pollinators we have bees uh, flies beetles butterflies moths wasps but bees are particularly important because they are the preeminent pollinators because they are the only group that I just mentioned that consume nectar and pollen as larvae and adults. So they are purposefully moving pollen throughout the landscape. So they're the most important. And, you know, there are 4,000 species of native bees um, native to North America, and not one of them produces honey. The honeybees that we know and love are actually European honeybees. It's Apis mellifera. I love them. I love beekeepers. I, you know, they're very, very important um, crop pollinators. And I'm not, you know, hating on the honeybees. <laughs> but like I said earlier, I, I like to think of myself as the Lorax for native bees because no one ever talks about them. And when I had a couple events this weekend, I challenged college students, adults. I was like, just name name some native bee groups. Some people said bumblebees, carpenter bees, sweat bees. No one said mason bees leaf cutter bees, cellophane bees, quilting bees. Oh, sure, I guess. I guess we can count them. But, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, leaf cutter bees are adorable. Their le- um their pollen collecting structures are hairs that are on their tummies and, you know, they change color with whatever pollen they're um collecting and they cut these perfect little circles out of leaves and sometimes petals and they wrap their babies up in little bee burritos and I just think it's the most adorable thing and I think that that's kind of what makes people smile and you know, just kind of realize how important bees are as pollinators and all of our pollinators. Because, you know, when we're doing that native habitat restoration, it's not only the bees that are benefiting, and it's not only those game species that I mentioned, but it's the, you know, soil and water quality and health. Um, We're really, I guess we're just really doing great stuff in the state. And I'm really excited to share with you all. All right. Tell us a little bit about the ichneumon wasp. The ichneumon wasp? What are you talking about? We love that. You don't know the ichneumon wasp? The one that goes down and uh, kills whatever? It's the real colorful one? Wait, is that like the tarantula hawk or tarantula wasp thing? That may be what it is. Yeah, yeah, lost me, B. I mean, here's the thing. I don't (laughs) have... What about you, Ben? (laughs) I know what you're talking about. There is some wasp that goes down in a burrow and... Yeah, it's like an assassin, and it's real, yeah. uh, real colorful and uh, very antisocial. Well, and, and I've just derailed nope. the show. I didn't mean nope, to do that. That's okay. Well, <laughs> see, now I'm sad because I have to be straight with everyone. You know, my background is not in entomology. People always think that when you know I'm the the bee and butterfly lady, but my background's in fire ecology and conservation biology. So it's really the whole ecology system and like. We're benefiting um, all of these wildlife species by creating native habitat. And that's the exciting thing because, you know, there's not very many people out there that get excited about plants. But if I start talking about bees and butterflies, maybe they'll start caring about the plants. Why is fire so important? It's one of my favorite subjects. Well, you know, I already said my background's in fire ecology. My family jokes that I went to school to be a professional pyro, and I mean, I just rolled with it. Um, (laughs) So fire is so important for a number of reasons. I'll just fall back on Bob White Quail because I feel like a lot of people also care about those. So when we're managing habitat, 
Um, you know, most of Arkansas looks the way it does, so overgrown and thick and hard to walk through because of fire exclusion, which means we got really good at putting fires out and we got a little hesitant to start fires. And what we need to realize is most of the southeast was historically burned much more frequently than what we have now. So that's why the bobwhite quail are gone. We stopped burning. They lost their habitat. That's why we have, you know, decreased insect numbers, decreased songbird numbers, quail, turkey, you know, the list goes on. So the reason why we manage that habitat with fire is because we set it back successionally, which means we knock back those woody species that shade out those flowering plants. And uh, it's super important. We do want to talk about this more on the other side of the break. Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors with Leslie Cooper, Ben Batten, Brian Hendricks, and Ray Tucker. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2, only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters 2. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hi, Ray Tucker for Arch Marine in North Little Rock. I've been asked to spread the good news. While many businesses struggle to find inventory, the friendly folks at Arch Marine just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu Outdoor Motors, the best on the market. 
Why are they considered the very best? They're reliable, maintenance-free, lightweight, and carry a five-year standard warranty. Zip along with class with your new Tuhatsu Outdoor Motor from Arch Marine and North Little Rock. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Sports betting is now legal within the boundaries of the great state of Arkansas. Yes, legalized sports betting. It's coming to Arkansas, and the folks at Saracen's Casino Resort can't wait until Apple and Google pull the trigger and make the app available. In the meantime, make Saracen's Casino Resort part of your entertainment plans. Saracen is just a 40-minute drive from downtown Little Rock. If for some reason you've not paid them a visit, let the good times roll. Saracen's Casino Resort, Vegas style. One of the things I do need to point out to you, that legalized sports betting, you have to be within the boundaries of the state of Arkansas to place a wager, and this is when this comes about, and you must be 21 years of age. Leslie Cooper is in-house with us. We call her the Butterfly Lady. Ben Batten's here from Arkansas Game and Fish, Chief uh, Fisheries. We will let you jump right in here, Ben. Uh, during the break, you had a question for her. Yeah, I, I just asked, you know, if I, I live here, I, I live about a mile from here, and if I wanted to plant some native plants, uh, you know, in my garden, who would I talk to? How do I know what's what and where, where could I get some? Well, and, by... and before you do that, we're going to find out if the weather's good enough to do that. Damon? All right. If you're going to do anything outside, get it done before Thursday. We'll see partly cloudy skies, lows near 47 and highs near 70. Showers and a few strong storms return to the forecast for Thursday through the weekend. Got a cold front in Gulf there making the clash. So locally heavy rains will raise river levels also during that time, and stream flows will also be up. Look for lows of the weekend in the near 60 range and afternoon highs near 80. Keep your rain gear in the truck and check the latest before you get out and enjoy. And Brian and I are going fishing on Thursday, and from, as I've looked for the last week, Thursday was supposed to be a pretty day. And now Damon's over here telling us it's going to rain. Scattered stuff in the afternoon, but you should be able to get it done in the morning. All right. I interrupted you to conversation there, Ben. Yeah, again, asking where, where can we get native plants and how do I know what's what and, and what, what will work here in my yard? Oh, by golly. I'm so glad that you were here so that I could tell you all this great information. <laughs> so, again, uh, that website, ArkansasMonarchs.org. But if you Google Arkansas Monarchs, it should be the first thing on uh, to pop up. So on there, we do have a recommended uh, native plants list. 
And we also have a maintenance guide. So if you're looking to incorporate those natives into your garden, um, we have a guide on how to um, kind of maintain them, make them behave. Um, one thing is, is if you're trying to do a more formal garden, make sure that you avoid any native species that are described as aggressive or forms colonies or spreads by rhizomes, which means that they spread by um, branching out their roots. Um uh, so that's the available online resources. But because we're in central Arkansas, we're very fortunate. Um, there's a new native plant grower. Let's see. It is Grand Prairie Nursery. And I know that he's he's pretty small right now. He's just getting started. But he has a bunch of great stuff, very healthy plants. He sells at the Hillcrest Farmer's Market and also um, Argenta. Um, so he's available on, on Saturdays and whatnot. He has a Facebook page. Um Kevin is his name. Um, if you're looking to drive a little bit further, Marianne King is just a conservation titan in the state. Her nursery is the only brick-and-mortar native plant nursery in the state, um, and she's located in London, so out in the Russellville area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we also are very fortunate to have local conservation partners who do native plant sales. Um, so Audubon, uh, Arkansas, they do a spring and a fall plant sale. So I think that we just missed the spring plant sale. I think they're doing pickup. They've been doing it um, kind of a virtual, if you will, um, this last go around. But don't be sad. You can site prep your garden beds and gear up and get your plant list ready for their fall sale. They always have a bunch of uh, great varieties. And last time I checked, I think that they had five native uh, plant nurseries that participated. Um, we also have uh, the Central Arkansas Master Naturalists and uh, Partners for Pinnacle. They took over the greenhouse at Pinnacle and they do a spring plant sale. And I believe that they advertise it on um, the Partners for Pinnacle Facebook page. But if you have trouble, um, you know, finding those, everyone can always uh, send me an email and I'd be happy to send you a list that summarizes everything. It's lcooper at quailforever.org. When you uh, get to talking about, you know, like entomology, bugs, butterflies, all that, it all it all goes hand in hand, you know, with fishing and everything else because we all pay attention to that stuff. Fly, fly fishermen, especially when we're when we're trying to find out what we need to catch a brim with or a trout with, we're we're all interested, you know, in bugs. Well, yeah, for sure. Aren't bugs something like ninety percent of all of the biomass on the planet? It's some some crazy number. Don't. Don't quote me on that, but there's a lot of bugs out there. Yes. I mean. And they're important. I know. And back to those important bees. 4,000 species of native bees. I mean, how many native, how many fish species do we have in here in Arkansas? 243. I mean, I feel like 4,000 is a lot bigger <laughs> than that. <laughs> when uh, Would it be accurate to say that, you know, when we think of honeybees, we think of nurturing honeybees and and, uh, you know, propagating honeybees, the attitude toward native bees tends to be a little bit more adversarial. I don't even think it's adversarial. I think that it's just straight ignorance. People just don't know about them. Because when we hear the term save the pollinators and save the bees, we always think of honeybees. Sometimes people think of bumblebees, but all of those other, um, you know, native bee groups that I talked about just kind of go unseen. Well, you know, wasps, red wasps especially, could really help themselves out with a better attitude. You know, I heard something that was kind of funny, but I love it. So bees are just wasps that went vegetarian. Oh, well, there's more to it than that. <laughs> well, wasps are really great. I mean, not necessarily those 
red wasps. I mean, they're not bad either. I know that we don't like them, but there's a <laughs> bunch of like really cool solitary um, native wasps, and they're very important. Um, you know, we call them beneficial insects. So if you've ever heard the term integrated pest management or, you know, kind of incorporating that into like native gardening or native farming or um, kind of like this progressive agriculture, people are basically planting native plants, um, you know, alongside um, crop fields or gardens or something like that. And that's creating that very important habitat that our native insects need. And wasps in particular are very important if you're an avid gardener because they're carn they're carnivorous. So they, you know, search those um, those vegetable plants for any grubs or maybe garden pests and take them back to the nest and feed them to their All babies. Right. Uh, give us your website one more time. Okay, it's ArkansasMonarchs.org. And if you want to follow what we're doing in the state, Quail Forever in Arkansas is our Facebook page. We also have an Instagram. Uh, and so does the Arkansas Monarch Conservation Partnership. And if you have any questions about native plants and where to find them, email me at lcooper at quailforever.org. We appreciate you very much. Uh, you're a walking encyclopedia and, and, and a ball of fire, as I said earlier. I love your enthusiasm and uh, your knowledge is, is unbelievable. Ben Batten, let's talk about some more lakes here in Arkansas. We, we talked about Greer's Ferry Lake, uh, a little bit maybe about Lake Washington, one of our bigger lakes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying. Anything going on there? You know, uh, I was starting to talk to Brian before the show started about the spring we're having being a little bit, you know, off in terms of it's just not getting as warm as it should be. You know, our lakes are several degrees uh, cooler and a lot of our fish spawn based on some pretty specific temperatures and you get to thinking about daylight which apparently we're going to pick back up on after the break <laughs> yeah that was that was right tucker not brian henderson asked that question coming yeah. into a break all right we'll take a pause back in a moment <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters, too. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Why not hit the waterways this spring in style with a new Tuatso outboard motor from Arch Marina North Little Rock. Arch just received a big shipment of Tuatso motors, the most reliable and maintenance-free motor on the market. Tuatso motors come with a five-year standard warranty. The 9.8 and 20 horsepower are the lightest outboards in their class. A large displacement creates outstanding power. Want to be the envy of other fishermen? Stop by Arch Marina North Little Rock. They'll send you out in style. 
This is Sterling from Center Ridge. Here to tell all you fishermen out there, before you head to your favorite fishing hole, whether it be Grizz Ferry, Lake Conway, Lake Maumelle, Nimrod, or the river, there's only one place for you. It's Double B's. You can get your fresh Double B's coffee, Little Debbie snack cakes, Lay's potato chips, fountain drinks, energy drinks, food from the deli, or any other of your daily needs. It's your one-stop shop. It's where you can guess it. Grab it and go. It's Double B's. Just when you thought it was safe to return to the pump, gas prices keep creeping up. So after a successful run last month, Guadney Buick GMC has decided to release Gas Busters 2. Call 501-945-4444. More savings, more selection, more miles per gallon. Guadney Buick GMC has crossed the streams to bring you the best, most competitive prices on used. Plus, during Gas Busters 2, Guadney will keep you from getting slimed by another dealer. Plus, four fill-ups with purchase. It's Gas Busters 2. Only at Guadney Buick GMC in North Little Rock. New trucks up to 33 miles per gallon. Get 0% on most Buicks and GMCs. It's Gas Busters, too. Your car's on the lot ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. So who you gonna call? Call Guadney at 945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Do you need the peace of mind that your home is safe when you are not there? Let Triple S Alarm Company give that to you. Call them today, 501-664-4559. Triple S Alarm can monitor your home security from their headquarters in Little Rock. You will have the peace of mind that your home is being monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week in Arkansas by Arkansans. That's Triple S Alarm. Here in Arkansas, for all of Arkansas, Triple S Alarm. Hey, it's daybreak. The fog is lifting. You hear that splash? Yeah, I heard it, but where is it coming from? It's a big one. I think it's about 50 yards from us. Don't let the big ones get away. Come see us at Arts Marina, Northwood Rock. We have a service department that is second to none. Plus, we just received a big shipment of Tuhatsu, the best outdoor motor on the market. They're maintenance-free, lightweight, powerful, and carry a standard five-year warranty. Arts Marine, come see us. You'll get hooked. All right, prior to going to break, uh, I'd ask me about a question, which he can expound upon, uh, talking about Lake Washita. Yeah, I was just starting to say, we're talking about, you know, spring and every year goes like this, but it seems to be particularly protracted this time that, uh, you know, just mid-March or so, you start getting a day that's 70, 72, and you think, okay, it's coming, the, the temps are going to warm up, spawn is going to be on, and, uh, you know, here we kind of have white bass come first, then crappie, then bass, and, uh, you know, we just keep getting these cold fronts and storms that just knock it back to where it's just, you know, um, things are just taking longer uh, than the, than they normally have. And I, I thought of that when you said Washita, uh, because we collect all of our broodstock stripers that we spawn to go in the in the four lakes that they go in the state. And, um, you know, we've gone about the time we normally do on the calendar, but we're just too early. The eggs are just not maturing the way we want them to. Uh, and so we're not getting the survival we want. So we've kind of hit the pause button and. I think we're going to get out uh, later in this week, depending on what the weather does. All right, let's talk a little bit about Lake Monticello. Yeah, sure. We touched on uh, that earlier, and uh, that's one, like you said, and you got, I do remember, I think it was, it might have been your first episode uh, that I was on, and we talked about it, and we, we, we had a caller. We, we took some jeers uh, <laughs> uh, from the phone lines, 
And, uh, you know, the thing is, and, and I admit it then and I'll admit it again, we made a few mistakes over time in the management of Lake Monticello. Well, we learned from it. And um, because of the dam needing repair, they withdrew the lake. And while they did that, uh, we did an incredible amount of work. And I have to credit Chris Nault as the biologist uh, over that part of the state. Uh, Michigan native, but works in Florida and is bass obsessed. He's a tournament bass fisherman, loves bass. And I cannot tell you how many trees they cut down and how many structures they put out. I mean, thousands and thousands. And the other thing is we killed out every bit of water. So you got to think when you drain a lake, even if you drain it all the way down, there's still some ponds and some low spots and some, you know, there's still water. And we didn't want yellow bass in there. That's something we had too many of, uh, grass carp. Uh, and so he just worked really hard, drain everything, and then pump what was left and rotenone is a chemical. It's a piscicide chemical uh, made from natural materials. Kills fish. And we killed every drop of water we could in there to try to really hit reset. That one, I can tell you, will resurrect and be like it was before. We're going to see double-digit bass. Now, it's going to take a little while to fill up. And then growing a 10-pound bass takes six or seven years, even in the best of times. All right. You made mention the word carp, flying carp. <laughs> Asian carp, silver carp. Uh, invasive carp, yes. So there's there's four different species of carp, uh, grass carp, black carp, big head carp, and silver carp. And silvers are the jumpers. That's the ones you hear about. Uh, you know, they're all established now throughout the Mississippi River Basin. Uh, but we in here in Arkansas have been using some federal funding that came available last couple of years. And uh, since this October, uh, we have a crew of uh, one full-time biologist and between four and five part-time technicians that are doing nothing but running around the White, the Mississippi, the Arkansas, Cache River, uh, you know, all of these basins. And they are chasing around and trying to catch carp and um, remove fish. But, I mean, you know, one, two, two boats of fish is not going to remove all these, you know, unwanted fish. But they're doing a really good job of mapping densities and finding out where they are. And uh, we hope at some point some markets will develop and we can get some true commercial fishing to come in and take them out i don't know how many of our listeners have not seen video of flying carp uh heck, heck of a problem you get hurt really bad by those things yeah i mean a, a lot of them average 20 30 40 pounds mm, and you think grief. if you're going you know 30 40 miles an hour and you take 40 pound sack to the face it's not not a good thing any message you need to get out to the general public with things going on in, in your your realm Go fishing, uh, enjoy the weather, buy a fishing license. Uh, your 1050 license was about the third cheapest in the country. When you buy that, we get about 750 or eight bucks in federal funds to match that. And that's what we do, uh, you know, to put together what we do to try to make your fisheries better across the state. All right, Leslie Cooper, you've got, you, you've got something you want to add here. I do. And if people are on the fence about, you know, the importance of native plants and why we should plant them, I want to leave you with a quote from Dr. Doug Talmy in his latest book, Nature's Best Hope. If half of American lawns were converted to native plants, we would create the equivalent of a 20 million acre national park. That is nine times the size of Yellowstone and 100 times the size of Shenandoah National Park. And I don't think that anyone that I've ever told that quote to just can't stop but smile because so much of conservation is gloom and doom and sad and it's like, is it too late? We don't know. It really gives us hope because people really do have the power to create the habitat to save our pollinators. You know, POA associations, all kinds of people could get involved with that and really affect a positive change across the nation. Very true. Well, we are, you know, 
You got you got thirty seconds. Thirty yeah. seconds to go fishing. You know, uh, I'm I'm I'm, I, I'm with Ben. You, you hit the deer, um, the turkey woods today. You, you saw a couple. I did see a couple. Uh, it was a it was a great classic. Brian Hendricks uh, didn't get one, but I was there and they were there and it just didn't work out. Ben Batten, appreciate you uh, working overtime for us. Oh, thanks uh, for the time. You know, we, we do understand that you, you all work different hours, but uh, I'm sure you'd prefer to be home with your family, but you're in here visiting with us. Leslie, always a pleasure. Um, Big Rock chapter, Quail yes. Forever. Local chapter is Big Rock Quail Forever chapter. And, folks, you can, you can join and become a member. And so get on the Internet and find out how to do that. Thank you, folks, very much. All right, we'll be back here next Monday night, 7 o'clock, with Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. It's a natural. Until then, have a great rest of the week.